You Betcha She Did is sponsored by John Erline Photo. Ladies, it's time to put your best face forward. Your headshot should reflect the confidence and professionalism that you bring to the table. I understand that having your photo taken can be a little nerve-wracking, maybe even a little uncomfortable. That's why John Erline Photo is here to coach you every step of the way. With a gentle and supportive approach, John's expertise as an expression coach will guide you to a headshot that truly captures your unique personality and professionalism. Over 100 five-star reviews can attest to the fact that John Erline Photo has helped hundreds of people feel comfortable and confident in front of his camera. Myself included, I love the headshots I got from John. Everyone deserves to have a headshot that they love, and John is here to make that happen. Book your appointment now at www.johnerlinephoto, that's J-O-N-E-R-L-I-E-N photo.com. Your image is worth investing in. To another episode of You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. I'm your host, Raina Rakiki, and today my guest is very timely as she deals with taxes, and especially taxes for entrepreneurs. So this is a super busy time for her. My guest is Samara Andrews, and she not only is a tax strategist and accountant, but she's also the founder and CEO of FYE Finance. More specifically, she helps businesses increase their profit margins by 50% through proven tax planning strategies. And we are really excited to kind of pick your brain today. Welcome to the show, Samara. Thank you for having me, Raina. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you're here. I feel like taxes are one of those things I only sort of understand. And every year I get a little more clarity on them. But I can fully understand why there are tax experts out there with all the rules and the different levels and the layers. Tell us a little bit about just kind of the services you offer and who your clients are. Yeah, absolutely. So at Five Finance, we are a virtual based accounting firm. So we serve as a full service accounting back office. So what that looks like is we do bookkeeping, right? We do um, tax planning, tax prep. We even provide CFO services. So our clients um, are pretty much small business owners or medium-sized business owners. Um, We deal with solopreneurs as well um, because they need a lot of help. Um, As entrepreneurs, I think you can attest to this, you wear a lot of hats, right? And so we're only interested in wearing one of those hats for you. And that's the hat of accounting. (laughs) Um, So we gladly take that hat from um, our entrepreneur um, to give them a sense of security that things are one done right right? That they're being compliant. And then two, whether they really get happy is when we can save them money through tax planning strategy. Yeah. Everybody loves saving money. (laughs) No doubt about that. Um, Wow. Well, that's good. That's an important hat to take off entrepreneurs because it's true. There, There's so many things to balance between like social media, business planning, the actual running of your business. And if you don't have to worry about taxes, hallelujah. Sounds like a good plan to me. Um, As we are entering tax season. What sorts of preparation should entrepreneurs and small businesses be working on right now? 
Yeah. So the key to tax planning is that it has to be done throughout the year. So I always tell people like never wait until December 30th to say, oh, shoot, I need to start preparing for tax season Um, because I guarantee you, you will never win when you play the game that way. Um, The IRS will always win. Right. Um, You know, that rule in Vegas, the house always wins. Well, the IRS takes that approach when we do not utilize things like tax planning. So what I usually tell people um, now is a great time to start tax planning for next year's tax season. Okay, Um, and you can do that by simply having a checklist like I provide a free checklist in my community on Facebook. Right. Um, Small business millionaires is what we call ourselves, because we're definitely using tax strategies not only to protect what we've already um, grown in a business, but then to use it to even grow more right income. And so in the small business millionaires community, we provide a checklist. That is like the first step to tax planning. It's just understanding all of the opportunities that are out there for you as an entrepreneur. Um, there are things that you can take advantage of, like using your home, right? If you're operating out of your home, then there's a portion of your home that you should be able to write off. Um, same thing with your vehicle. Same thing with your medical expenses. If you're a solopreneur, you probably are paying for your own medical expenses. So tax planning is beautiful because it allows um, the everyday things that we need, right? Food, medical expense, a shelter. You can now use those um, items in order to write off or make some deductions against your income as an entrepreneur. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are really smart tips. And, uh, you know, I've heard that you need to do tax work all year. That is something I'm still working on. (laughs) But I do I do need to get there because it is it's so important. And I don't want um, to lose out on tax savings that I I could be getting. Yeah. So those those are great tips. (laughs) What are two or three mistakes you sometimes see entrepreneurs or freelancers or, or small businesses make in terms of taxes? Yeah. So um, we deal with a lot of companies, or I should say all of our business owners have to be on a QuickBooks um, accounting software system so that we can really see the boats, understand what's going on and really provide um, the most value for our client. Um, And so the number one thing that I have seen more times than not is that revenues are overstated. Right. So if your revenues are overstated, that means that you're paying more taxes than you really should be. And this can be done one or two ways. Right. Either you duplicated revenues. Right. Because you're not doing the due diligence of reconciling your books. Right. People think that oh, I don't need to reconcile my books anymore. I just look at the balance on my phone and I know the money is in there. But what does that look like when it comes time for tax season? Right. Are you insuring that you have captured every single expense? Are you ensuring that you didn't duplicate that payment you received from that client? Um, So we see that a lot, that duplicated revenues is one of the main reasons why people overpay in taxes. And then another reason is they just don't know what they can write off, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's where we come in and we're like, uh, no. Okay. So you, you had a, a coffee a meeting with a client at Starbucks. Oh, really? Okay. You can write that off, right? Like you don't have to pay for that coffee out of your pocket. That was a business expense because guess what? You were doing something in order to help you generate more money. That's the name of the game, right? So every expense that you incur, like you have to look at it from those lens, like is this expense or is this activity being utilized to help generate money in my business? Okay. Like, let's go back to that Starbucks example. So let's say, yeah, you took a client out to lunch or you had coffee or breakfast. How, like, would you enter that into QuickBooks as a client expense? Like, how do you document that? Yeah. So that is definitely what we call a promotional meal. So it is a meal that you are taking a client to schmooze them. So you can earn their business, right? Um, So it's definitely something that is going to be tax deductible. Now, what I loved was during COVID, those promotional meals were 100%, right? At one point, they were 100% tax deductible. Um, But now mm, they backed it back down to only 50%. So just keep that in mind, right? Um, that, you know, you may not be able to write a hundred percent off of it anymore, but you can definitely write off some of it. Yep. Okay. And then with receipts and things like that, do you like snap a digital picture of it or you know what I mean? So that's why QuickBooks is so amazing because you can literally snap a picture of it. Okay. And you can use that as just like added support. Um, but QuickBooks is also so intuitive that it can link directly to your debit card, right? Or your bank account. So whenever you're using that business debit card or that business account, then those um, transactions automatically flow into QuickBooks. Okay. Yeah, that's great to know. Um, I've heard a lot of different accountants and, and tax experts really promote QuickBooks over other software programs. Is there any particular reason why, or you just find it's the interface is so friendly. Um, I'm just wondering about that. Yeah, it's tried and true, right? And um, the support that you receive is definitely top-notched. I have um, worked with other accounting softwares like Wave. Um, I've even worked with, um, there's another one like Great Plains. You probably wouldn't be aware, um, familiar with any of these, but the support, right, is what always brings me back to QuickBooks. Um, this is why I chose to partner with QuickBooks. So I am a certified QuickBooks Pro Advisor. Um, so I chose to partner with them because of that, right? The support that they um, provide and the ability for the, for their software to grow with the entrepreneur. So like QuickBooks has different phases, of software that you can buy to support you on your entrepreneur journey. So like, let's just say you're a gig worker, right? Like this is something that you're just doing on the side, but you still have your nine to five. They have a um, self-employment software that you can use. And it literally just works as that. Um, And so then let's say you're growing and, okay, now I'm beyond just being a gig worker. I actually am trying to run a business. I'm actually trying to pay employees. So they have an essentials software that can, you know, provide support for that. So, and it, and it continues to go up. So it definitely can grow with you as an entrepreneur. 
um, which is why I love it. Um, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like, um, AI built into the software where it kind of does some of the thinking for you as an entrepreneur. Um, but I still like tell people, make sure professional is looking over it because some assumptions that QuickBooks is making just may not be accurate. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I love the software. I haven't had any problems with it. It connects and talks to a lot of other software too, which is very oh, important. That is um, so nice. We, yes. Yeah, so if you think about um, interfacing with like your PayPal. So let's say you receive most of your money through PayPal, like QuickBooks talks to PayPal so easily. Um, you think about Stripe, I use Stripe, right? To okay. receive all mm-hmm. my payments. So it interfaces with Stripe, right? So that all those transactions just get uploaded in there. So um, it's something to, like I said, um, I love it because of like all the things that it can do and then all of the different softwares that it does communicate or interface with like fairly easily. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sold. (laughs) Sounds good. I need to get QuickBooks. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Wordhaven Bookhouse, located in downtown Sheboygan, Wisconsin, is an amazing addition to the Sheboygan area, not to mention a great boost for our community. Not only is Wordhaven Bookhouse Sheboygan's only independent bookstore, but Kelly D. Holstein, the owner, is an Equity 2.0 consultant, accomplished writer, and was Minnesota's Teacher of the Year. Wordhaven Bookhouse offers a wide variety of classes and events each month, to help bring the community together and inspire current and future writers. Check out Wordhaven Bookhouse in person at 923 North A Street in downtown Sheboygan, or you could even check it out from the comfort of your home through their online bookstore and event calendar. Learn more by visiting Wordhaven's website, www.kellydholstein.com. Let's talk about, you mentioned PayPal, PayPal, excuse me. So PayPal and Venmo and those one-to-one payment options, there's been some rule changes going on with those. Let's talk to us a little bit about yeah, that. What do we the, need to know? The infamous 1099Ks, right? So once upon a time, right, people were using um, platforms like Cash App and Venmo, Um, And they were receiving payments from clients on those platforms, but those platforms weren't reporting any of that income to the Internal Revenue Service. Um, Well, they took a stance and I think they released it originally back in October of last year. They were like, guess what, guys, we're going to start reporting um, to the IRS, right? Now, PayPal, platforms like PayPal were doing it prior. Right. And so that's why a lot of people chose to move to those other platforms. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so true. All right. Um, and so they were like, nah, w- you know, we're going to start doing the same thing that, you know, PayPal is doing. We're going to start reporting it. Um, so a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? This means I can no longer get paid under the table. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, now uh-oh. they're going to tell on me. Um, and a lot of people had questions because the way that the, uh, that it was documented. It was something like, hey, if you have had revenues in excess of $600, 
we will be reporting this income to the Internal Revenue Service. So I had questions like, oh, what if it's like $599? I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, if it's business income, you should be reporting it anyway, right? Um, Definitely. Right, right. And that just allows you to take advantage of all of the deductions that you can take now as a business owner as well, right? So let's try to offset that income, Um, not hide it. Yes, yeah, right. exactly. That's not going to serve you. Exactly. That's not going to serve you. Um, so what they did recently, though, was they said, OK, you know what? There's a lot of things that's going on, a lot of changes that's happened. So we're going to take the 1099K rule off the table for right now and we're going to postpone it until 2023. But what I tell my clients is you should still be reporting every single income that you're earning through your business, period. Yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. And, you know, luckily for entrepreneurs out there, you have another year to get all your ducks in a row yeah, as absolutely. well before that's official. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your business. You talked a little bit about Five Finance at the beginning, but in addition, you have a YouTube channel, you have a podcast uh, called Flip It with Samara Andrews. Tell us about like, how did that all get started and how did it grow to be where it is today? Yeah. So um, a little background about me, right? Like I've been in corporate America or I should say I was in corporate America for over 18 years and I pride myself on being a corporate America escapee um, because <laughs> 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 no, right? yeah, I was able to fire my boss and during the pandemic, actually, um, because I started to lose interest and just passion about like what I was doing because I just felt like, you know what, I'm just continuing to make rich organizations even more richer, right? Like they're just getting more money. And so I said, why not take the skill set and the education that I've learned in corporate America and apply it to this underdog, right? To the small business owners. And so that's why I founded Five Finance. And that's why we stand on that platform. Like if you listen to my YouTube, if you listen to my podcast, I always say that the wealthy don't start tax planning once they become wealthy, but rather use tax planning as a tool to grow their wealth. And this is a true statement, right? And so I tell everybody, it doesn't matter where you where you are in your walk um, of your entrepreneur journey, or even you being a nine to five worker, you can definitely start tax planning at some level. Um, so tax planning is for everyone and can be used by anyone, but you just have to take the first steps of connecting with someone who can walk you through how to strategize and use tax planning to your benefit. Yeah, 100%. It's like, there's no reason to wait until you are wealthy. You can start wherever you're at. You start right now. And so that's why um, we have the podcast. That's why I have my YouTube channel, because I share a lot of useful information um, for free, I might add, (laughs) that can get you started on that journey. And then when um, people usually see that, they're like, oh, I want to know more about this. I want to understand like everything that I'm missing. So then they're able to connect with me on a more intimate level. Um, And we can definitely create like those tailored tax plans that work just for you, Raina. (laughs) And uh, speaking of the YouTube channel and the podcast, I'll have those links in the show notes. So if you'd like to check them out, and I encourage you to, because like Samara said, it's free advice. It doesn't get better than that. Like, please, please go seek them out. Yeah. Free tips, Um, free strategies. So Thinking back to your business over the past couple of years, what's been the most challenging part about it? And what's been something that's come easily? 
Yeah. So the most challenging part has been definitely time management. When I think about like why I fired my boss, one of the reasons why is because I'm also a mother, right? I'm a mother and my wife. And so another reason why is because as an accountant, like you have no life at the beginning of the month. Um, You're tied to this desk. There's just, you can't plan for vacations. It sucks. Okay. And nobody told me this when I was in college. I wish they had. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Um, and so the work-life balance was non-existent. So I said, okay, let's, let me start a business where I can, you know, better have, um, you know, more, more life balance. Um, and so spend more time with my kids and all that. Um, but what I didn't realize is when you're starting a business, it takes out, it takes up a lot of your time. Right. So I find myself like wearing all of these hats as an entrepreneur, because let's face it, when you're first starting, you can't afford to bring anybody on. So a lot of things you have to learn um, in order to keep the business afloat. Right. So that was like one of my major struggles is um, finding out that, guess what? I traded that 10 hour workday for 12, sometimes 15 (laughs) hour workday. It's so true, though, especially yeah. when you are beginning. It's it's yeah. uh, it's exciting, but it's a whirlwind of learning and trying to do all the things until you get your feet on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I was team no sleep. And then my husband was like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, you know, I had to make some adjustments for sure. Um, but it, it was all truly through trial and error. Um, but then, you know, thankfully I was able to grow the business to a point where I was able to give some of those hats to some experts and that allowed to, um, me to free up my time. So instead of me trying to manage my social media, Hey, I'll get a social media manager instead of me trying to manage, um, you know, marketing or stuff that I needed a virtual assistant for, like I got a virtual assistant. So, a lot of the um, mundane or the day-to-day uh, kind of like clerical work, like now I pass that off to someone else and it does make my life like a lot smoother. But again, trial and error, right? That's how I learned. Yeah. And it, I think it takes time to, to figure out what are the things that you really need to take off your plate that might be more, um, like I said, an execution of tasks that you, you need a skill set for, but what do you need to free up so that your brain can you know, have space to be a visionary and grow in the areas that you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Like I read a book, um, cause that's another thing. Like I look to, um, authors as like, um, my guides sometimes. Right. So I'll work with a coach. I, I, be- I believe in people working with coaches, but I feel like coaches can also come from like you reading a book. Okay. That can be your coach as well. And so I had one author that says, um, why would you not pay somebody to cut your grass? He said, do you cut your grass or do you pay somebody to cut your grass? And when I, I took a step back and I was like, oh, I, I do pay somebody to cut your grass, to cut my grass. He was like, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just shows that your time is more valued in another area. So pay somebody to cut the grass. And I was like, okay, makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely makes sense. It's like you have this weird guilt sometimes about like, oh, I have to do all the things or like I can do it. So I should do it. But you don't you don't have to. You got to just prioritize what matters to you and 
what do you need to be lazy about? Or like, you know, maybe not lazy is the right word, but you know what I mean? Pass no, off. What do you need to pass else. off? Right. Because if you think about it, if I'm spending an hour or two to cut my grass, then that's an hour or two that I'm not spending on thinking about strategies to grow my business. Right. Right. So, or spending time with your kids, you know, absolutely. or whatever it might be. Absolutely. So it's like you said, it's all about prioritizing and understanding where your value is going to be best um, spent. Well, that is great advice to end on. I love that idea of books as coaches, too, because you can definitely get a real life coach, but there's so much awesome knowledge out there and so many experts um, publishing books on all the subjects that just go out in there and find one. Yeah, absolutely. And it's cheaper. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's cheaper. Yep. And you can do it whenever it fits into your schedule. That's right. That's right. Cool. Samara, do you have any last things you want to share with our audience before we go? Yeah, so definitely um know this, right? It doesn't matter where you are on the journey. You can definitely start as planning today. And I would say to do it sooner than later. I always tell my clients, slow and steady wins the race, right? There's no get rich quick schemes over here at Five Finance, but we definitely work with you and use time, right, to our advantage. So the sooner you start, the earlier you start, the less that your money has to work for you. I promise you, your money will work so much harder if you give it time, right, to grow and to work. Let your money work for you. Yes. Good words to end on. So like I mentioned earlier, if you want to get in touch with Samara or follow her on social media or her podcast or YouTube channel, check the show notes. I'll have all her links. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoying another episode of You Betcha She Did. As always, if you like what you hear on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to share the show with a friend or leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. These positive reviews really help listeners find our show. The other great way to spread the love of our show is to share us with a friend and like us on social media. As always, thanks for listening to You Betcha She Did. Have a great rest of your week. Until next time. You Betcha She Did is brought to you by the Ladies First Digital Media Company, amplifying women's voices through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you're a woman entrepreneur who needs to bring your business to the next level, reach out to me, Raina Rakicki. Find out more at my website, www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com.